Today on the Scott Thompson Show on 900 CHML. Tensions flaring after uh, U.S. President said that the U.S. is locked and loaded in response to a weekend drone assault on Saudi Arabia's energy infrastructure. Uh, what is happening and does that or how will it affect Canada? Let's bring in Dan McTagg, former Liberal MP and consumer affairs critic, analyst as well, and generally energy guru. He is with us. Dan, thanks for the time. Much appreciated. Oh, good to be here, Scott. So to those that maybe not followed what happened on the weekend, give us a bit of an update here. What what has happened and how does, uh, or first of all, how, what happened and do we think we know who was responsible? Well, I think uh, we know who's responsible. To, uh, apparently several drone missile attacks uh, took place on uh, the weekend, which uh, affected uh, two processing oil processing facilities uh, in Saudi Arabia. Uh, the allegation is that it was the... Houthi rebels who are supported by uh, rival Iran and, of course, with Saudi Arabia um, being the number three uh, producer of oil at a time when the U.S. has sanctioned Iran. Uh, the plot thickens, as they say. Uh, but the reality is that uh, Saudi Arabia has declared that about half of its uh, uh, production is affected. Uh, that may drop to about a quarter. Nevertheless, um, it comes at a time when there is increasing tightness in global oil supplies, uh, and there's a whole host of reasons for that, some of it uh, dealing dealing with uh, problems in Venezuela, sanctions in Iran, as I mentioned earlier, Mexico, and even here in Canada, we can't produce any more, we can produce a lot more oil, but we can't get it to market. So all of those are becoming growing factors, and it's one of the reasons why we're seeing oil up about six, six and a half dollars a barrel, and of course, gasoline futures following at about um, well, 16 cents a gallon, which is on track for about a four cent uh, impact per liter uh, of gasoline. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean we'll be paying that. Why? Because uh, call it a happy coincidence, uh, or we dodged a bullet. Uh, we see the shift across Canada from summer to winter gasoline. Winter gasoline is about four cents a liter cheaper to produce, and for that reason, we may not be looking at such a massive increase come Wednesday as. Uh, like to copy my information, like to uh, like to suggest. Uh, so this will end up being a wash with a switch uh, over to uh, from winter uh, to winter gas. Why is this happening now, Dan? Why why now? Oh, the, the switchover it happens been happening for thirty years. It's, no, not the switchover. Why why did this attack happen now? What's the significance uh, well, of this I mean, happening now? Obviously, there's a there's a ma- major war between uh, Saudi Arabia and uh, and uh, Houthi militia in Yemen, neighboring Yemen. Saudi Arabia wants to bring it under control, is prepared to use its uh, military force, and has done, been doing so for the past five years. Uh, Yemen, of course, is split. Uh, government, uh, one sympathetic to uh, the Saudi Arabian government, the other one sympathetic to Iran. So that's really what the touching point, or I guess the uh, the, uh, the the point of inflection is, as far as the, uh, the, the, the conflict between those two countries, and in fact those two religions, uh, Sunni and Shia, and so it's manifesting itself in ways that uh, is likely to draw more attention from the world. Frankly, I'm surprised it hasn't gone up as high as it, uh, it would normally. 10, 15 years ago when Saudi Arabia was the big kingpin, largest producer of oil in the world, these prices would have gone up, shot up 20, 30 bucks a barrel. The fact that they're struggling at six is a reflection of the fact that other countries have uh, come in and, uh, you know, displaced Saudi Arabia, uh, United States most notably, and of course, uh, Russia in the interim. Uh, U.S. retaliation. Trump said locked and loaded. What does this mean to the United States? Well, look, gasoline prices in the United States, and I think North America, have been relatively stable, in large part due to Trump tweets. 
he scares the, the daylights out of everybody. And so they, they listen to those tweets more than they listen to anything else, fundamentals included. Um, you know, locked and loaded, whatever that should mean. Uh, you know, this guy's saber rattled before on Iran, so I'm not so sure what this really means. Um, I think we're going to have to get a better understanding of what uh, what implications there are. Can Saudi Arabia get production back up quickly, in which case, you know, his uh, pre- President Trump's release of the U.S. Strategic Petroleum Reserve will have the effect of minimizing increases uh, uh, to, to consumers. But if Saudi Arabia can't, and the damage is, uh, is, is, is ongoing and long-term, I would expect that uh, there may be more conflict uh, and greater tensions. Whether that lead to military conflict, I don't know. Um, but I've seen saber rattling from the same president before, and of course it uh, usually is for naught. Uh, you, you talked about getting this, uh, the, this infrastructure back up online. Any idea of the extent of the damage or how long that may take? No, and we don't have from Saudi Aramco. I mean, they, they, I heard someone say, well, they did it themselves. I don't think so. It's a company that wants to go public. The last thing they want to do is to damage their own infrastructure. Um, so, you know, this may be a matter of days. It may be a matter of some are suggesting this morning that the indications are it could be weeks. Uh, if weeks lead to months, then I know that the supply of global oil isn't there. And so uh, we were already dealing with a very tense situation in which oil supplies globally uh, were already just at the point of uh, where demand was. And it were not for the fact that everybody uh, in the uh, energy sector is freaking out over trade between the United States and China. Were not for that, we would have had a much more expensive summer. The fact that we were paying a buck sixteen to a buck eight uh, is a reflection of uh, you know just how the situation I think has you know been different from this time last year, and of course how we've been able to sidestep and ignore fundamentals on oil. There is uh, obviously a real challenge in terms of global oil supplies, and that's likely to lead to an October that could be a lot more expensive than something we've seen in quite some time. So how does this change the, this attack, which uh, obviously puts a dent in uh, in daily production? How does this change world discussion uh, specifically? How does it change discussion in Canada and building a pipeline? Well, I mean, it demonstrates the, uh, the, the short-sightedness of those who have, on the one hand, attacked... Uh, the idea of pipeline going east and west, and of course, made uh, uh, you know made mincemeat of the arguments that we have to wait until every Tom, Dick, and Harry in this country approves of a pipe- pipeline as a condition for getting one built. The reality is that if you look at places like uh, New Brunswick, uh, the largest refinery in Canada, 330,000 barrels a day, re- relies almost exclusively on Saudi oil. Uh, so we've really painted ourselves into a corner. And we've allowed a very small minority to basically dictate what's in the best interest of the country. We're far from being energy self-sufficient. Yes, we have a lot of oil we sell from the West, and it only goes to the United States. But in the East, especially Montreal, uh, back to Quebec City, back to um, St. John, and again to come by chance in Newfoundland, uh, we rely on foreign oil. And some of that, a lot of that is American, in the case of Quebec. Uh, but much of it now is coming from uh, overseas. And, of course, there's going to be issues as to how they're going to be able to get supplies long term. My guess is that uh, uh, the boys at Irving uh, are probably scrambling this morning because they realize they put all of their eggs in one basket. And uh, apart from the controversy of a country as rich as Canada, having uh, the diversity of energy and the third largest reserves in the world relying on Saudi Arabia for oil when everyone else is uh, certainly in North America have walked away from it, makes Canada look a little silly. Uh, does this put pressure on the prime minister to get, the, to get pipelines mu- moving, or at least the Trans Mountain? Well, I think the only thing that will get them moving is when people get a good swift kick in the pants and see prices going up 20, 30 cents a liter. Then and only then will people smarten up. Um, 
fact is that, uh, you know, in, in the Maritimes, we could see another 10,000 people working today, but apparently that's not a high priority. If I'm judging and looking at some of the polling there, they're going to reward a government that vandalized one of the most important economic infrastructures to be built that way, and that was Energy East. And make no mistake, the Liberals vandalized it. They didn't, uh, you know, it wasn't that the company decided it wasn't going to go there. I mean, the reality was the conditions were made so accurate that no one in their right mind would want to build one. And certainly now with the Liberals having passed Bill C-69, and Bill C-48, despite their own senators saying it was a bad piece of legislation, that's the uh, don't build any more pipelines, uh, C-48, and Bill C-69, the uh, uh, banning of only uh, tanker traffic on the Pacific, because you're certainly allowed to do it on the Atlantic. I guess the ecosystem in the Atlantic is a lot less sensitive than B.C., not. Uh, but the reality is that I think uh, these problems can very well be laid at the feet of not just the prime minister, but as allies and friends and uh, those who have the same kind of ideas in the Green Party, NDP, and Bloc. Uh, what are the chances of another attack and this happening again? Well, I'm surprised it happened in the first place. I mean, this country, Saudi Arabia, has been armed to the teeth with its and its ability to defend. Uh, so uh, a drone attack, how'd that happen? That, of course, you know, lengthens the prospect that it wasn't just a bunch of rebels, uh, you know, hard-pressed in Yemen saying this because of the distance may have uh, had the, the help of, of, of the government of Iran, which I think is a suspicion here. Whatever it should mean, could it be another one? I think it's not likely. Uh, but should there be another attack, um, what is it you're going to attack that isn't already as significant as this? This is a, a pretty big hit. Uh, Saudi Arabia has never seen anything like this, and we've never seen this much oil taken off the, the market in a very long time in one fell swoop. Uh, talk about the United States and where it is now compared to where it was five years in, uh, ago and, and where it's going to be in the future when it comes to production. Well, the U.S. has made a determination uh, to put aside environmental... Because uh, they had uh, this discussion know, five or six years ago, yeah, yeah. maybe, maybe ten really years true. ago, and then they said, that's it, we're not, de- we're, not, uh, we're not depending on world markets anymore. No. And within not. like five years, they were energy self-sufficient. They were, and they knew they had, all they needed was the technology and, and the will to, to set aside those who want to block them. And so the United States already had this oil. It just wasn't what we call conventional oil. The fact that it's been able to uh, pull out uh, and increase and double its amount of production in a very short period of time and potentially double that again in another five to eight years is really testament to a couple of things. One, the world's not running out of oil. Number two, um, where there's a will, there's a way. Uh, Canada doesn't have the will, but it certainly has the oil. Um, and it's just, of course, interesting that much of the protests against Canadian oil is funded by well-heeled organizations that work out of the United States. So the Americans really beat us to the punch. One, they got the oil, they sell us some of the oil, and the oil that we have, we sell to them at a discount. So it's uh, unfortunate because Canadian oil today is selling for about $42 a barrel versus $60 for uh, West Texas Intermediate. Now, that may have gone up a, a couple of, but we lose 15 times, $15 a barrel times 30. That's, that's a $40, $45 million loss in economic activity every single day to the Canadian economy. And apparently, uh, no one can make the connection between that loss and the ability for us to pay for, I don't know, teachers' pensions, paying for our hospitals, paying for our social programs. Uh, any wonder the Canadian government is going into debt as seriously as it is. Could uh, this event or even oil be more of an election issue by October 21st? Well, I think it could. If we see prices moving up to, say, you know, 10, 15 cents a litre, I think it will be. Uh, but the real question will be, why did you allow your federal government to put all its eggs in one basket, build only one pipeline, approve only one pipeline, and have to cost you $4.5 billion to build that pipeline? To me, that's the height of hypocrisy and, and stupidity. 
but of course, uh, for 33% of Canadians, they, they don't, they don't get it. Uh, they think it's all about, uh, lustrous hair and selfies and socks and, you know, sobbing. If that's how Canadians have become, their politics has become, and they don't understand the connection between their standard of living, getting our, 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 our energy products to market, then, you know, when, uh, when they lose their jobs, they'll have no one to blame but themselves. When will we know more, Dan, about the extent of the issue uh, of the damage in Saudi Arabia and how this will affect the rest of the world? Over the next several days, we're going to hear from uh, Saudi Aramco, the company that runs those facilities. I think they'll make it very clear what's happened, and uh, in that context, uh, we'll have a better idea where prices are going to go. We're going to be we're going to dodge a bullet, as I said on Wednesday, to some extent, unless uh, oil companies decide to be smart and uh, bury or hide the fact that there is a. Uh, a decrease that naturally comes with the uh, with the winter spec gasoline, which is already available at gas stations. Uh, but generally, if there is uh, extension to this, it goes on for several months or several weeks, I should say, uh, or we have an escalation on the military side of things, then I would expect uh, prices are going to skyrocket. And six, it won't be six bucks a barrel; it'll be more like another six or seven dollars a barrel on top of that, and gasoline moving up as much as five to eight cents a liter. Dan McTagg has been with us, former Liberal MP and Consumer Affairs critic and energy analyst. Dan, thanks for the time as always. Much appreciated. Thanks for having me, Scott. Cheers. It is uh, 1226, tensions flaring after U.S. President said, uh, the U.S. President said that the U.S. is locked and loaded to response to a weekend drone assault on Saudi Arabia's energy infrastructure, apparently uh, with what happened and the infrastructure that was damaged in Saudi Arabia. About 5% of the world's uh, daily uh, oil production has been uh, altered as a result. We'll see how this pans out over the next week and how it affects discussions moving forward. The Scott Thompson Show, weekdays from noon to 3 on 900 CHML.